Hey, this is In My Humble Opinion with Chaz Douglas. I got a very special guest on. I got uh, Pastor Lamar Tab with me today. Uh, thanks for coming on, Pastor. You're welcome. Um, Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yeah. So first, before we get into it, I do want to say how much I respect you. You know, uh, I wanted you to be on. I, I got a lot of respect for you every time I... You know, if I need to talk to you or you, you're always encouraging and it was a, a a season in my life, especially during during the time with the, the basketball season. When you asked me to, to do that like that, that really helped me in ways that you probably, you know, I'm not going to get into it too much today, but it, it really helped me to to kind of be focused on something and, and not be idle and, and not do other things. So I do want to, you know, thank you for that. And, and just also, uh, have a respect f- for you because a, a lot of time, you know how, you know, dad, when I say dad, I'm talking about my spiritual dad, pastor Mormon, he doesn't just let anybody come up and preach or teach like how he's been doing with you. You know, he's very selective. And so it, it, it means a lot. And it just kind of like confirms, you know, the amount of the, the character that you have, that he allows you to do that. And, and that you've been, been able to, you know, being a person that I, like I said, just have a tremendous respect for. So I did want to say that before we get started. Thank you. Thank you. I respect you too, brother. And, and uh, I appreciate that. And uh, I, I, I realize that uh, you have what it takes to, to lead. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I knew that you could do. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I was the athletic director and he was one of the coaches um, that I uh, asked to coach out basketball team uh and he actually did it to a championship we went to a championship we have a, yeah. a trophy to to boot so i really appreciate the hard working effort that you put into um, helping our young people uh understand the importance of good sportsmen like conduct we met at regent park and, and and being um and working you know there's an urban school so i i want to start it off with like what? What would you say? Some, some challenges, and then how how you you know how you overcame those challenges working at urban schools, and not just the challenges, but what 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 rewards do you get up from working in uh, urban ed? So I have been at Regent Park. This month will be eight years. That's a long time. Uh, as a too. Fact, as a matter of fact, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it will be on the 11th that I will have been at Regent Park for um, eight years and when I came into the school um, I was not certified and um, I my teaching background comes from church I grew up in a church I'm a PK preacher's kid okay um, so um, teaching is a gift um, and so I was Jack all trades. I did some everything. I was, I am the community guy. Uh, I deal with the 
city of Detroit for anything that the school needs. Um, I, I, when I came into the school, I, I was placed in fifth grade because the fifth grade teacher quit in the middle at, at, during the school year, just, just quit. Um, so I had to take over that class. Um, the following year, uh, I was a substitute teacher for um, art for the entire school for the entire year. Uh, and I'm not an artist, but I learned how to draw and keep the kids active and drawing. Um, so the challenge as a teacher, you have to be willing to go in and if something doesn't work out, say for instance, if your plans don't work, you have to work on the fly. You have to be willing to uh, change your plans at the drop of a hat and still provide professional service. Mm -hmm. uh, the ultimate goal is to make sure uh, that the students are being taught are being challenged. Um, so um, because of COVID, many of our students have what we call learning loss. Mm -hmm. And they have a fog. They are the trauma that many of us, I say us because everybody who has been through COVID um, have some form of trauma. We all experience somebody dying, somebody, um, whether it's a close relative or a distant relative, we experience lost, loss in a large mass number, great number. For an adult, it's different than for a child. An adult can process things differently. A child doesn't know how to process the pain. Mm-hmm. And the child doesn't understand the pain, and don't and and and, and they do not know how, uh, or do they don't know to even call it pain. Mm -hmm. So they act out differently. And then many of our students now, um, they don't they transient. Many of them do not have a home. So we yeah, so be, they're homeless. You're saying something yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we would what we would consider uh, homeless, they are living from house to house or from hotel to, it's a number of things that these children are dealing with that when we were growing up, we didn't experience. Mm -hmm. um, so they bring a myriad of issues to the table. And as the teacher, you have to deal with the issue that the child may be going through at home and at the same time be able to reach that child so that they will want to learn mm -hmm. so what you have to do is create an environment where learning is conducive and the child feels safe okay that's that's good you know they always talk about you know really can't teach a student if they don't feel safe in the in the classroom and say yeah. and, and i and i feel like you know, me working there for, I think I was there for six years. I feel like we made a, not just, and I know your classroom is safe. 
I feel like myself and Bowser and Vice and the deans made it where the school, we, we created a safe school for the students too. And so that's, that's a major, uh, major thing. Um, the children need to feel safe, but they also need to feel cared for. So it doesn't matter how much, as the saying goes, they don't care how much you know. They need to know how much you care. And if you have to build the relationship, mm-hmm. the hardest student, the most difficult student, if you build a relationship with that child, you can break down the barrier. That's the good. child understands that you care for them. And I tell them all the time, I care about you. If I didn't care, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know that you can accept. Yeah. I know that you can do well, regardless to whatever, whatever acronyms they have on you or whatever it said. I know for a fact that any person can excel. And and so when I do certain tests, like interim exams, major tests, I mm-hmm. make it a game. Okay. I make it a game because I do realize our students, every all of them don't learn the same. Okay. Yeah. Everybody didn't learn the same. Some can sit down, read, get it. Others have to be able to uh, have hands on. Then there are others who may not be able to articulate it or go from the head to the paper. But if you make it a game and make it interesting and make a challenge, you know, competition, Mm -hmm. they will learn it and be able to spit it out real quick. Yeah, and so um, that's what I do when it comes to state testing. Okay. I make it interesting so that they will learn, and uh, it works. Good. It has worked for me for the past five years. It mm-hmm. works, um, and um, the test scores prove it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And and I add this too, Pastor is that. Those tests really, you know, a lot of the state tests really aren't conducive for our students. You know, they're they're geared, they're not really geared towards, you know, with the, the some of the vocabulary. So it's like fighting an uphill battle. And and you're, you know, if if the scores are 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 well, you know, that that says a lot. Uh, speak to speak speak about the the mentoring program because. You know, as a teacher, you're you're a mentor, but you also have your own mentoring program. What what is it called, and 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 can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, um, the name of the program is Future Leaders of Tomorrow. Future Leaders of Tomorrow Mentoring Group dot org. Um, it, it's on it's on the internet. Um, we have a website. We have been mentoring boys um, at Region Park, Region Park for uh, seven years. Um, okay. And we we have uh, 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 we, we create a setting. They come in after school. We feed them. Uh, we talk about life. Mm-hmm. We talk about various issues. Uh, we we teach them conflict resolution. Oh, that's good. We teach them uh, how to deal with uh, 
self-confidence and and learn what a self-concept is. Um, the self-concept is that that understanding what you think about yourself, uh, because many of them, again, because of the way they are raised, uh, are being told by those who are in their home, you're nothing. Mm-hmm. Or you never do this and you'll never do that. So we try to teach them how to rethink mm-hmm. and reframe that thinking to where instead of accepting what one, whether it's the parent or a teacher, if it's not what they think of themselves, that they can come out of that and be better. That's um, good. And we teach them what leadership is mm-hmm. and how to model it, how to coach, how to encourage. Um, we teach them uh, how to tie a tie, teach them how to shine shoes teach them etiquette we take them to various places uh pistons games we take take them to um the 36th district court we have a couple of judges that are friends of mine who will close their court or will let us come in sit on the trial okay or let us come in sit on the case the students the judge would actually talk to the students every now and then during the case. Okay. Depending on depending on what it is, uh, if it's a case, they will talk to them often. If it's a trial, during a break, they will talk to them. Um, we have also over the years we've uh, we partnered with a, a judge who allows us to come to his court, and he has. Uh, a program called Off the Street. Kevin, just Kevin Robbins. Okay, uh, is his name? Thirty Six District Court. He um, has a program called Off the Street on the Ball, and and when we go to his court, he has prosecuting attorneys, defense attorneys, uh, people who have gone through the system, whether it's a parent or an ex-offender, come talk to the kids. We've even gone uh, to um, down into the holding where the students get a chance to see the prisoners Mm -hmm. uh, in the holdings. And the prisoners can't touch them because they're behind uh, a glass partition uh, and the guards are around us. But the prisoners can't talk to the students and the students can hear. Okay. And they get an idea uh, that this is not a place that they want to be in. Okay. Um, it is. It's like scared street. Okay. But it's called off the street on the ball. Okay. Um, and um, Judge Kelly Ramsey, she is uh, a juvenile judge, and uh, Frank Murphy is where her courtroom is, and she deals with uh, juvenile situations and she will allow us to come in and see trials going on okay um last year we were in uh judge kevin robbins court and all of his uh uh, offenders were on the screen okay Um, they could see us we could see them but you know their cases were uh, cases where they 
had carried a gun without a license. Okay. So kids got an opportunity to understand what the law will do to you if you have a weapon and you're not licensed. Okay. All of the fees and how much time you, depending on what is done with the weapon, how much time you will do or if you're on probation and how much you have to pay and a whole myriad of issues and things may happen. But they got a chance to see it firsthand. Yeah. So it's one thing. It's one thing for me, the teacher, to tell them, you know, hey, if you do this, you break the law. This is going to happen. Um, but allowing them to see it for themselves is another thing. Another thing we do is we have various professionals come mm-hmm. and speak to them. Um, we have uh, the city of Detroit ombudsman. Uh, he comes to. Uh, talk to the to the students and um, they they get an opportunity to see um, what what it what it can happen what can happen or how the city works uh, we have also um, um, professionals such as firefighters police officers um, I, being a pastor, I, I got friends who are morticians. Mm-hmm. So we have morticians come. Uh, we have city council representatives come. Uh, depending on what the student students say that they want to become when they get older, mm-hmm. I try to get someone in that profession, if I can, or close to it. So we've had athletes, uh, ex-athletes come. Okay. To talk to them because many of them want to be an athlete and things of that nature. Um, so um, the the over the years um, we have seen great progress. Um, it, we have a Instagram page, um, and in the Instagram, uh, one of our uh, previous students who came through the program. Um, he uh, he and another student is uh, futureleadersoftomorrow.org uh, he and another student uh, came they they were graduating from high school okay and they were accepted in more than one uh, college as okay. a matter of fact when you when you look at it uh, the two individuals are on my page um, Reggie Reggie's oh. is, is who came. Okay. Uh, All right. Reggie, I remember. I remember. I remember Reggie. Yeah. But well, well, Reggie and uh, Cordell came. Well, I remember uh, him too. A, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Reggie and Cordell were both. I call them busy. Yeah. They yeah. stayed in trouble. Yeah. Um, Reggie's grandmother called me on a Saturday and asked. She said. You know, you your program is helping Reggie so much. I want to know if I can get my older grandson to come to you. And I told her because of where I was, it was it was not possible. Um, but Reggie said it was because of the program that he graduated high school, and it was because of the program he um, is going to college. That's that's awesome, uh, Pastor. That's awesome. Uh, uh, and it's a video. Uh, so if you go to the website, uh, Future Leaders of Tomorrow, uh, 
facebook.org, at the bottom of the page is the Facebook link and the Instagram link. If you look at the Instagram link, it's there. Um, it's, it's, it's on the screen. Uh, you could see, uh, you could see uh, Reggie talking. Okay. Uh, he and Cordell. Uh, I videoed it because I didn't even expect them. First of all, I didn't ask them to come. Second of all, I wasn't even expecting them to show up. Okay. And um, they did it because they said that they wanted to get back until that group of kids last year, the importance of the program and how the program has impacted their lives, even though they have not been in, in our school for four years. That's that's great. And what I do, too, I'm going to put the the link to to that to your website. I'm going to put that in the um, in the podcast. So in the notes so they can they'll be able to check the link out. Um, I'll make it okay. available for them. So we we have we are um, this year in three schools. We're trying to grow. Mm-hmm. We have um, for the first time incorporated, and we're trying to grow. And um, we're at Regent Park Centerline and Hamtramck. Okay, it's yeah. been it is. It has been a blessing uh, to me because the children are hungry. That's good. Um, and we, we, we have them write goals down. Uh, that's one of the things to write the goal, put a date on it. And then uh, and the, the goal must be a six month goal, something that they can achieve, something they can attain to. Uh, and many of them, when I went to cinema, I asked them what's the good news, and the good news is that they reached their goal. Mm-hmm. Their grades have improved. They 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 got you know uh, a certain score that they were trying to reach um, because they were putting forth the effort uh, in centerline. Um, not that's centerline, but in uh, Regent Park, they they are excited about the program. They're learning. So this year, also, we did a different thing because we started from the third grade all the way to the eighth grade. Okay. All of the school. Um, third to the eighth grade. Um, we also, um, so we, we, we also um, deal with uh, um, Hamtramck. Now, Hamtramck is a diverse culture. Yeah. But those kids excite me because they are number one humble mm-hmm. two very respectful yeah and and they 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 want to 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 do they want to they, they want to learn they want to lead they want to they want to become entrepreneurial they mm-hmm. want to they want to do everything they can to help others yeah yeah and and that and that to me it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. One of it's 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 awesome. You know, me transitioning from Regent to U Prep to Hamtramck. That was one of the things that stood out. Was if you go in a classroom and you and a teacher is teaching, they really want. Yeah. They really are engaged. They want to. They want to learn. You know where, yeah. you know. Majority ninety five ninety eight percent of them. If you get up there and you're and you got your you you're prepared, 
they are active. They want to teach. They want to participate. They want to learn. So that is that is um, something that it is you know refreshing at at Hamtramck that they that they got going on. And you yeah. you talked about writing goals. I know you know the word. And I know you. I know you you when you go into these schools you gotta you know you 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 can implement the word without implementing without saying it because the word does say to you know write things down and you know I, I I'm not familiar with I mean I'm familiar with the right the vision yeah yeah make it plain yeah so that they that read their uh therein mm-hmm. shall run by it that's yeah. truth yeah it is a principle it's biblical. But it's also a principle that is tied to the earth. Mm-hmm. There are many biblical principles that are tied to the earth. And you do not have to be religious in order to 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 thrive by the principle. Um, and so the principle works. I teach principles. Yeah. Whether I'm teaching mm-hmm. the Bible or I'm teaching, you know, um, so so I do not, you know. I'm teaching them the principle and it works. That's just like a vision board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say you're it's, it's teaching the same the thing. Yep. Yep. And so um, they, they write it down. They place it somewhere they can see it and uh, they, they go for it. Um, we, we, we believe that it will impact them. Mm-hmm. And so our goal is to, to be able to change uh, a child's life, um, change and empower the students one child at a time. Mm-hmm. That's our goal. So it's 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 you know the 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 challenge is the the easy part is doing the work. The challenge is the business end. Sometimes, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now. You 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 quoted that. I know you know scripture because you you you're a pastor. How did you like? Did you do? Did you start preaching before or after you got married? Like, what's your story as far as getting into the ministry? So I never wanted to be a preacher. Okay. Well, okay. I was a I was a junior deacon, but I know what the word says because I taught the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, long story short, I made a vow to God that before I preached my first sermon, I would be married. Okay. So, so I was. I wanted to be. I wanted. I wanted to do it right. Okay. Want because preachers. It, it, Folks look up to him and they think, you know, they they draw to him, want to get with him, or whatever the case may be. And I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Integrity, integrity to me, integrity to to me is is very important. Mm-hmm. And so I I uh, made a vow that I would be faithful and committed to her and him. Mm-hmm. So how did you, when you, before you, like, what's the, because you've been married, I know, I don't know, 25. I've been married. No, I've been married. We've been together 33 years. Okay. 
and we've been married now 29. Oh, 29. Okay. Okay. How, what's the and, story with, your, with you and your wife? Like, how did you all meet? And then what would you say, you know, that, that you almost, y'all got 30, almost close to 30, 30 years. What, what, what's the longevity, the longevity? How did, how would you, uh, say you all were able to stay together with the longevity of your marriage? My wife and I, we met, we used to work at Barbie Cablevision together. Barbie Cablevision was the first uh, cable company in the city of Detroit. It was black owned. I actually uh, got hired in Barbie Cablevision at the age of 18, straight out of high school. Okay. I was there first. Um, I was, I went from a disconnect, reconnect guy. Disconnect people cable, reconnect their cable. It's called a service adjuster. I went from a service adjuster to an engineer. Okay. I skipped being a service tech. Um, I was a guy in my 1920s driving one of those trucks with a bucket on the back. Um, I had the high top fade and all that. Okay. I used to, I used to teach because I learned how to climb the pole real good. I became a lead uh, at the age of 18. I was leading grown men, and I was teaching them how to disconnect people, reconnect people. Uh, and, and if they never climbed a pole, I taught them how to climb a pole. Um, I could hit a pole in six, seven steps, I'd be up there. And by three, four, I'm down to back to the ground um, because my legs are long. Um, and, and when I say climb a pole, I'm talking about with spikes on the inside of your legs called gas. And you climb the pole just like you would. Your hands, as one leg move up, that right leg, hand, so if it's the right leg, your right hand moves. As that hand moves, so does that leg. And you move up. And then when you go down, you swing your leg out and come down. Needless to say, um, she saw me. I didn't see her. She picked me. I didn't pick her. Okay. That, for real. Mm. She was in high school. I was about 21. She was in high school. Um, and she worked like an after school job. And so she would come in uh, with her friends. I never saw her, but I saw her friends all the time. Mm-hmm. But they would come early because she wanted to see me get out the truck. I ain't making that up. <laughs> I ain't making it up. I believe I'm, that. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> okay. And so, so, um, and to be honest with you, um, when I saw her, uh, she was technically not my type. Okay. Um, I, I actually saw her for the first time. A friend of mine said, hey, if somebody want to meet you? We were at a cable convention. And and when we when we met, I talked to her. We exchanged number, uh, numbers. And I never talked to her uh, until the summer. So that was in January. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't talk to her until June. And my boy, a friend of mine who worked in 
the warehouse, she would have to pass him every day to go to her office where she worked. She was telemarketing. And she would ask him, Troy, did, did he say anything about me? Why he won't call me? Blah, blah, blah. And Troy would be like, hey, man, she keep bugging me. And so Barton Cable um, hit the 150th uh, subscriber, 150,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. It was a major milestone. Um, and he threw a party. And I, they called us off the road. And I came in and I was sitting in, in Troy's car. And I happened to see her. And what I saw, I liked. So, so what, what do you think changed from? I saw her legs, man. I, okay. I didn't see her legs. I saw her legs. See, me and her visuals. Let's yeah, be real. Yeah, yeah. Me and her visual women are emotional. Yeah. Okay. Me and her visual women are emotional. Mm-hmm. So, um, we talked, and once we talked, and I got to know her, I really started liking her okay and um i told my mother when i was growing up that i didn't like cooking she was teaching me how to cook it's not that i don't know how my mother taught me how Um, but i always told her as she was teaching me i'm gonna marry a woman that can cook okay okay so i was a junior deacon at second ebenezer and Came home from church, went over to her house. She was living with her parents and walked in the house. And she had cooked the entire Sunday meal. Oh, okay. From the greens, the chicken, the cornbread, the macaroni, the entire Sunday meal. I walk in the house and everybody, including her grandmother, and her father get up from the table and they say, sit down. Mm-hmm. I said, why? They say, sit down. They said, go ahead and eat. I said, y'all ain't going to help me. I said, well, go on, go on, go on, eat. She cooked this for you. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, the food, oh my God. So yeah, my wife can cook. I, I eat good every day. So do you, yes. that that's that's oh, yeah. that's good. So would you say because this is similar to um would you say a person should when do you think a person should stay persistent when they're you know they're liking someone compared to okay this person because initially you say you know she wasn't your type but then you know you eventually saw how she was looking, and then you started to engage with her. When do you feel like a person should just give up and say, you know what, I don't think this person is inter- interested in me. I, I need to just, because that was uh, similar to. Well, let me tell you, if I tell you, if I tell you something else, it'll blow your mind. Go so, ahead. I mean, so we'll, we'll, I'm, I'm committed. Listen to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Biblically, when a person is engaged in the eyes of God, you marry. Okay. I get that argument because when 
Joseph was a spouse to Mary. Or Mary was a spouse to Joseph. They were engaged. Mm-hmm. He could have put her to death. Mm-hmm. When she got pregnant. But the angel spoke to him, and you know the story. Yeah. Well, again, I was chairman, I was junior deacon, second Ebenezer, and before we got married, you know how it is—you get nervous. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure. Okay. So we we have been together four years. Oh, okay. And before I said I do we were engaged and I broke the engagement off because I wanted to see if it was somebody else I didn't want to cheat so mm-hmm. I broke up with her to go date somebody else okay and that didn't work for me and I knew immediately it, she wasn't the one so I went back and mm-hmm. she took me back okay now I, so that that that's a, a strategy because I do see I think I for, I think it was a show on on this this is like put a ring on it or something and is a and one of the activities or one of the episodes is where that person will date somebody else to see if they're compatible more compatible with another person compared to the person that they've been with for years so you you feel like that's something that I mean, it worked for you, but you feel like that might be that is a strategy for some people. Well, it's the it's that idea. It's the grass greener on the other side, mm-hmm. and it ain't. Okay. It may look that way, mm-hmm. but it's not. But but it's better to do it before you say I do. Yeah, because once you say I, you, yeah, but once you you can't you can't go on the other side. I mean. Legally, yes. sinfully, yes. you know, you can't go on the other so, side. Then, once, once, right. you know, you you gotta like you said before you get married. So, that, uh, and so was she. She obviously she was cool with that. Is that no? Was, I, actually, she. I broke her heart. Oh, okay. crying! I can hear her crying out. You know, outside because I I took her home. Um, but but what I learned, what we both learned. Is I had I had great respect for her, mm-hmm. and and again I was I was trying to do what the Bible said, mm-hmm. and everything I'm, I'm trying to make sure I do what the Bible said, mm-hmm. um, and um, I didn't want to because of the vow I made with God. Mm-hmm. Now the way I knew that she was the one to marry. I hurt myself. Okay. I dislocated my ankle 90 degrees mm. on the job. Mm. And um, I was rushed to the hospital. She left working was by my bed. No no question. That's that right there moved in my heart, which meant that she cared for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I was messed up, but mm. she was there. So, um, you know, I knew then that she was she was the one. I would ask my stepfather all the time, hey, how do you know she the one? And mm-hmm. he would tell me, you will know 
something gonna happen and you gonna know. Mm, you just gonna know. Okay. Okay. And, and you will just know. It's different. Okay. Do you think that's the Holy Spirit talking to you when that oh, when yes, that's sir. happening? Oh, okay. the, the Holy Spirit will lead you. Mm-hmm. He won't lead you wrong. But also I would say, you know, what what goes from the heart comes to the heart. You will know because you'll feel the connection. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good um advice. You know, what what because I know you you, you did you do Mayor's counseling, you did you've done a mayor's uh I think a convention or, or, or a conference. Yeah. What what are some things like some some general things? I know and I know everybody, every couple is different because they're in different spaces and, and different you know, different spaces. So what would you say are some general things that you would advise couples when you're when you're Counseling them or in this con- in the conference that you 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 facilitate several things. Number one, communication is key. Um, secrecy breeds suspicion. So if you don't talk, then the person's mind will go to run wonder. And if you don't treat them the way you treated them when you first got with them then that too will make them wonder. So you still have to show affection. Been with her 33 years. Mm-hmm. I still grab her the same way. Mm-hmm. I tell her every day I love her. When I walk in the house, whoever is in the house and the other one walk in, we got to go find that person. Tell them hello, kiss them, tell them love them. Mm-hmm. We never go to sleep without saying I love you and and, and having a kiss. There is a word over my bed that says always kiss goodnight, regardless if we mad or not. Mm-hmm. Um, because we never go to sleep without telling each other we love you. And you can be, you can love a person and not be in love with a person. Okay. What happens is throughout marriage, you you eat things happen, but you still have to understand the gravity of what it is that you have. And what it is that you have is a God, it's an institution. Mm-hmm. It's the first institution that God created. Not the church, it's the marriage. Mm-hmm. We're to love each other for better or worse. My wife got sick and was sick for a number of years. And I never strayed away because my vows say in sickness and in health and it's until death. Mm-hmm. So divorce is not even an option. That's the other part. When you get in a relationship, you cannot get in the relationship with the mindset to say, if this doesn't work, I'm a, I got an option. I will leave. That was never an intention or even came out of our mouth. What came out of our mouth is that we're in it until death. Mm-hmm. Because words have power. So you, like you, you said, you're not words able to, like that. Yeah, that. That's what I was going to say. You shouldn't even speak that if, if that's, you know, not, you know, you don't want to bring that into existence. You don't want to bring, because you, you speak, you think 
that thing into existence. Whatsoever thing man think of it in his heart, so is he. So you have to be very mindful and intentional in what you think about your relationship. Hold on before you say your question. Let me say this. Go ahead. So going back to communication, however you speak about that person out of their presence, that is how you're going to speak to them in their presence. Okay. So if you have an issue with your spouse or your significant other, and you get somebody else involved in that on the outside and they say something and rile you up and you you get the green in the negative. When you get in front of your mate, that same spirit is going to show up. Mm. Whether you say it in your tone or your action and they will feel it. So what you must do is always remember whether the relationship is good or bad. You speak life to your relationship. In your home and outside your home. Now that's 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 good information for married people and single people to speak good, to speak you know sp- you know speak life into you know what you want to live and what you, what you want to grow. Yeah. This it's faithful. This, this I'm gonna close out on this one. It is just a hypothetical. Which our opinion is, Pastor? Do you think that? God has one designated person for you, like the perfect person, well, the best fit for you, or do you feel like he gives us options to marry, like he might have multiple people that might be great fits for us? I venture to say it's only one. Okay. Um, It may be multiple. The reason I say it's one, because you only can marry one at a time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and we change. Now, you know, the only time God really allows remarriage is when your significant other passes away. Mm-hmm. But you will have changed. You would have grown. You would have matured. So your way of thinking is different. So what you were looking for in your 20s is not what you're going to be looking for in your 50s. 40s, 50s. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I can't really answer that question without saying I just think it's one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are those who get married again and they find that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, Dad always says, you know, at at one time. You at know. one time. I said, yeah. I just yeah. said, at yeah. one time. Yeah. yeah, at one time. You know, at one time. Because, because, because again, um, I know of people who've been married several times, but then they found that one and they didn't marry again because they stayed with that one. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, like you said, you got different pe- you know, you got different men and women in the Bible that spouses passed away, you know, like uh, Abraham, you know, Sarah passed away and then he. He he married someone after that, and then you know Ruth, uh, her husband passed, you know, was or died, and then you know she married Boaz. So it is, there are, like you said, is a, a season for one spouse, then for and then another. Because it's better to marry than to burn. Mm-hmm. Once you open that door, there's going to always be a desire. 
and God will always supply whatever the need is so that you won't sin. Mm-hmm. He makes way. He provides provision. He always makes a way of escape. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, I appreciate your time today. And again, I, I'm um, I'm gonna put that. You, can you say that website again? I'm gonna also put it in. You know, I'm gonna make sure that link is is on the podcast sure. so they can uh, go to that link with the with your organization. It's future leaders of tomorrow dot org. It's it's one word. Future okay. leaders of tomorrow. I appreciate it. We I put that in in the um in the notes so they can go to that website and 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 be able to if someone knows uh, a young man that needs mentoring or 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 any way that they can support that organization with you know some someone that's in a, a certain profession that 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 may uh, be able to contribute to the future leaders. That'd be awesome. Uh, this is uh, yeah. In my humble opinion with Chaz Douglas, uh, you can also go on to chazdouglas.com and check me out. Send me an email or write a review. Uh, I love to hear from you. Again, uh, Pastor, thank you.